Hello, welcome to Dynamic Living, where we're going to discuss some dynamic subjects with some dynamic people. Most of these dynamic people are labeled as uh, the crazies and the, you know, the outcasts, the misunderstood. My perspective here at Dynamic Living is going to be a Christian uh, point of view. I'm going to answer everything based on the Word of God to the best of my knowledge. But that's not going to stop the kind of people I've got on the show. They're going to have some crazy things to say. I've been dealing with some wild stuff. I mean, we're going to have some people on here talking about the New Age religion, uh, the whole agenda behind it, uh, you know, just the truth. We're a bunch of truth seekers and crazies, so um, yeah. introduce myself. My name is Kendra. I run the Dynamic Living page and I run the group with a couple other friends. Alright, so the story of my life is way back when I was just a little girl. I don't know what the heck was going on. I, I always had a strong connection with God. I can remember it was, you know, I didn't, my, my childhood wasn't that great, but I mean it wasn't as bad as some, I guess. But um, I can remember standing in the mirror asking God, you know, uh, please let me learn how to fly, or please let me be able to fly. I mean, I realize that's a stupid thing to pray for, but I mean, I that was the big, like that's the earliest time I can remember communicating with God. Um, reasons why I wanted to fly were probably why I was reaching out to God in the first place. But uh, for as long as I can remember, no matter what I've been through and done, I mean. Throughout my teenage years, um, I, I mean, the first traumatic thing I can remember in my life, I don't feel like discussing, but the second most traumatic thing I can remember in my life where it made me depend on the connection that I had with God and make me carry that connection that I had with God throughout my life was when I was a teenager, uh, I started using meth and I was about 14 when I started using meth, and then uh, 15 I got pregnant, and um, I was about seven months pregnant when I got toxemia at a, and I was going to a clinic. They ended up, they ended up <clears throat> sending me away, and then to the, the another hospital, and then I was sent to. A shrink in, in a homeless shelter. I mean, it just seems like nowadays when I look back, I can see everything was connected. But at that moment, I didn't see the connection. But uh, long story short, um, my six-day-old baby that uh, I so I got toxemia. Um, I was put in the hospital. Like out of the out of like a miracle of God. Like seriously, I was. I was in a homeless shelter. I didn't have a clinic that I was going to anymore because they they uh, had kicked me out. Um, so I ended up not going, and I was in the homeless shelter, and this woman just randomly shows up saying that she was at a funeral, and God told her that, I, that she needed to get to me. Well, come to find out, I have toxemia. My blood pressure is really sky high, and I probably would have been dead if she didn't get there, but... Um, by the grace of God, of course, I'm, again, he saved me. Uh, that's just the first time, too. I mean, the second time, third time, I don't know, but that's just one time. 
that God has rescued me, but <clears throat> so at the hospital, a lot of weird things happen. So I'm a, I'm like a 15 year old girl. I, with a, with, in a, living in a homeless shelter, um, with a pregnant by a grown man who had no business impregnating a teenager. So we were pretty much easy target. Um, but they, we're going to go into this story later because you'll, you'll see where I'm going, where, where we are going with this show here is going to be pretty bizarre to the simple mind. It's going to be pretty weird. But uh, anyways, the, my six-day-old baby Adrian ended up passing away, and I was just a 15-year-old girl. I almost died. But um, that's when I started depending on my gut feeling, which I know comes from God. Um, you know, it something was telling me something wasn't right. You know, somebody, somebody else got a gut feeling to come see me. You know, that was the first, that was just one time that I witnessed God in my life. So as I go on through my life, the same grown man that I had gotten pregnant with the first time, um, I got pregnant by again. Uh, I wasn't on meth anymore at that time, but then this man, I had a little baby, my little girl, uh, he convinced me to go to Mexico with him. Uh, I mean, he convinced me that, I mean, I'm just a girl, like I was at like 17 at that time. I didn't, I didn't know that third world countries really even existed, you know. I thought everywhere was like United States. I live in America. I really didn't realize what I was getting into. So when I went out there, it was like as soon as we crossed the border, he completely changed. It was like, you know, you're in my land now. There's no, there's no police here to come save you. And I was like, oh, crap, you know, what did I do? Well, in that case... A lot of bizarre stuff happened there again, uh, such as hauntings, such as abuse. I mean, they tried to kill me with poison. They, his mom, um, threw a giant pot. I was standing at the bottom of a stairway, and like their houses are outside. Like their their houses are like bricks outside. It's really really bizarre. Uh, and like dirt floors. Well, she pushed a freaking potted plant, a really giant potted plant, on top of my head. Uh, and it knocked me out, and I just stayed there for a while. And I, I remember I woke up <clears throat> covered in dirt and <laughs> whatever, just go about my day. I can remember him throwing 40-ounce bottles of beer at my head and it just cracking. I mean, it was, it was terrible. So um, I ended up having another baby. I came back to the United States. I stupidly went back because, I mean, I, I, I've never had anybody really, especially a man, to take care of me. I didn't know where else to go, so I went back, and that was the biggest mistake of my life because that's when they really went hardcore poisoning my food. I mean, I got, my hair was falling out. I went blind. I got, like, sores on my legs. I can't, I went to a witch doctor. I mean, the you know, like, later on, as we go throughout the show, I, we'll, we'll dive into more of what happened down there in Mexico, because there's some crazy supernatural stuff. But this is just mainly my testimony of God, so we'll go into that later. Um, and they tried to make me worship, uh, you know, like, saints and, like, join their whole Catholic religion. And I, I mean, like I said, something has always been there telling me, what not to do and where not to go, you know, and I just always felt don't pray to anybody else, you know, and I even had a dream 
while I was down there, I thought those saints um, came to life and were like demonic. And it was frightening. And I just, I just knew to trust my gut. And, you know, there were times where they tried to set me up. There was like this big hole down there in Mexico where like there, it just led to nowhere. They had to put a net on the hole so that people would stop throwing things down it. I mean, I heard to stop throwing bodies, but I really, I can't, I can't confirm that. But, um, anyways, uh, they tried to set me up <laughs> a few times and my gut, you know, like near that hole and my gut was just telling me, no, don't, don't go there. So I ended up having to leave Mexico and leave my children behind my, my daughter and my son behind for, um, like three months while I came out here back to the United States and came up with a plan, but like, I couldn't get no help from nobody. I mean, I mean, if you know me, you, I've been labeled crazy my entire life. Nobody wants to hear a word I say. Um, <clears throat> so I go to, I mean, went on a bender for a minute there, but my mom had the picture of my kid on her laptop and I just, I couldn't, the pain was eating me up. I had to do something and get them back. You know, I didn't, I didn't mean for them to stay out there. It was the fact that I was going to be killed before them. You know, they wanted to kill me and keep the kids. So they were safe. They, they treated the children like queen, like a prince and princess, you know. Um, so I got my crap together and I went back out there. And what I said was, you know, I, want, I don't have anything out here to live for. You know, I want to come back and blah, blah, blah. So I got back out there and uh, things have changed. Everything's like, they're like way more kick like I can remember getting kicked right in the face <clears throat> pretty much the day of being there um the first day being back but uh so I had my plan there was like these people out there that helped me too I, I can't forget to mention them but I and we had a plan to get out of there and we kind of I was gonna shoot him but by the grace of God again I didn't have to uh I snuck out while he was out drinking and the his family that lived in the same home I guess if you want to call it. <clears throat> so we left in the dead of the night and jumped in the taxi and got the heck out of there. And yeah, that was the end of that. So, I mean, I, the whole way there, I just trusted God the whole time. I really did. It was just like a survival instinct, really, that I've had my whole life uh, based on the things that I've been through. Um, you know, I, I had a, this compulsive praying uh, habit when I was a teenager after I think it was before Adrian died I don't I don't know why I had that but I just I couldn't stop praying I mean I, and I carried that on until my early 20s it was like a non-stop prayer it was my own personal prayer that was completely repetitive and in the Lord's prayer and it was just over and over I couldn't stop doing it I'm not sure why I think I, I don't anxiety but I don't really know where that came from like I said I don't want to discuss my childhood but <laughs> But it just goes, I just, I'm explaining this to show you that the, my entire life, I, I mean, there's so many things that just a small step to the right and I could be not be here, you know, I, there's, but something has always guided me. So, um, you know, so we'll go to the whole new age thing when, you know, I, I've always not really read the Bible too much. I don't know. It just seems confusing. I didn't really want to read it, but. I would read any other book, but now I read it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this was in here. You know, <laughs> this is the information I've been looking for my whole life. But, um, back before I started even reading it, um, 
you know, I was in a toxic relationship. I've been through the hoops with life. And I just, I, I, I heard of the word empath and it was like, it, you know, resonated with me. Uh, and it just kind of, that's what kind of led me into the whole new age thing. But <clears throat> again, like most people in the new age, they go pretty deep. My connection that I've always had with God and I make sure that that I made sure my whole life because I did go to youth group for a little while but even before that it was just I don't I truly don't know where it came from but it's just this this overwhelming connection with God like he like where do I go hey 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 you know it's always been me asking to God and more specifically to Jesus and I think that's what kept me out of a lot of trouble because uh in the whole new age realm with the meditation and the um all the things that that apparently can lead to like a demonic place i i just instinctively just was like Ugh, that doesn't sound right to me it just doesn't feel right immediately as soon as my gut tells me something i immediately trust it and uh i mean it's never really steered me wrong people ask me you know like what what are you planning on doing i mean i don't know whatever my gut whatever god tells me to do you know, <laughs> where are you going? What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm pretty much just winging it. <laughs> That's pretty much how I live my life. But um, I kept asking God because I started dabbling in Reiki and I started dabbling in the whole third eye opening and um, healing and that kind of stuff because I want to be helpful to people and, and you know, um, but I have to also admit that I've also been really weird with conspiracy theories and stuff. Like, half the crap I would have said five years ago, people would have looked at me insane. But you say it nowadays, it's like, oh yeah, I heard that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's normal now. It's so weird. Um, but uh, it just, I, I, like, the whole third eye thing with the Illuminati, I already pretty much was like, oh, no, 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 that doesn't seem so good. But, I mean, it didn't stop me from from painting a, a self-portrait of myself with the third eye on my forehead that I destroyed recently. You know, once I figured out that that whole third eye seems relatively freaking demonic when you think about it. And I looked it up and it's like that painting on my wall just kept messing with me. And I was like, you know, well, what the heck does that freaking eyeball mean, you know? You know, what is that, God? You know, do I? And I was looking at it like... I can see through the bullshit, you know, but that's not really exactly what that means. Um, what it's portrayed to mean is that, like, the wisdom of uh, good and evil, the wisdom of all things, and, you know. Um, but what it really is is a portal into a demonic realm. And, I mean, if you look at it like the mon the, the Illuminati and the and stuff, it, it's that eyeball is there. That eye that eyeball in the, in the pyramid is in money, you know. It's on money. So, you know, you... you Half these people, they totally do not trust the people in control, but yet they still worship this weird eye thing. And I just, it just was, I was just like, whoa, how did that get me too? <laughs> I've been anti-Satan and anti-demonic, my demonic crap my whole life. I mean, just ask my children. I mean, <laughs> I've sheltered them pretty bad. I mean, I, I, I remember this one time my daughter had a bunch of CDs that I bought her myself, like Britney Spears and All and Oats and just crazy stuff sublime just fun stuff from my from my era or even before my era just because i thought it was cool and she'd like it but one day i realized all that crap sounded really evil and i just went in there and threw everything away i didn't want it to influence it to influence her but 
Um, somewhere I was led astray after that a little bit again. I, 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 I was like, oh, it's here. There's nothing I could do about it, you know. But, you know, I don't have to have it in my freaking house. And now that after saying how much it has literally influenced people, how much it, like, defiles our souls without even really knowing it. It's like, so let's say you're doing something loving and you're talking about something loving, you're getting yourself closer to God. Now, if you're talking about something disgusting, you're talking about something gross, something about death, you're getting closer to Satan. I mean, by default, whether you want to or not, because that ain't God. If you're not getting close to God, you're getting close to Satan. And that's what I truly believe. I mean, a lot of my life when I didn't acknowledge this, I just, I let myself, I put myself through a lot of suffering by, 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 by just not acknowledging the fact that I was getting closer to Satan sometimes without even actually knowing, you know, like, you know, just everything in our daily life, this entire culture is like, this is like not our stuff. This is not what we do. Um, this is, this, these things aren't for us. They're to, meant to lead us astray and influence us and like feed our egos so that we think we don't need God, but we, we, we do. You know, we need Jesus. He came here to die for us because we are sinners and we're, you know, we're influenced by Satan and, and he understands that and, and it's okay as long as you acknowledge that, you know? So that's just a little bit about myself and we're going to have a whole bunch of people on um, to tell their st story and you'll hear more of mine because mine's insanity and I can't believe that even happened. <laughs> uh, and I'd like to hear your story, you know, get on my Facebook, our Facebook page, um, on Dynamic Living on Facebook. You might have to push Dynamic Living 1111 because, you know, I started the page when I was still a little bit in the new age. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you see those numbers sparking up, look it up in the Bible. You'll be really surprised. And if you think, okay, well, I don't know which one, like 1111, there's John, there's Matthew, you know, um, just pick one, which one resonates with you. I had a I had one my whole entire life, 421 followed me around, and I thought it was speaking to me, and it did. It led me places, but guess what? I looked it up in the Bible, and I looked up a few, like Matthew, and then I came across one called John, one uh, that was John 421. Now, my dad's name is John, my ex name is John, so I looked at it. The very beginning of the verse said, hey, woman, and I was like, ah, there it is, you know, and it was actually about truth. It was about worshiping the truth, worshiping the truth, the true God, and you know, being a messenger of truth and such, and I'm just like, ugh, that if I would have looked there a long time ago, <laughs> I would have known where the real information was. And, you know, you if you um, can't make sense of the Bible, call upon the Holy Spirit and, like, ask Him to, you know, because, you, you know, it's like the Holy Spirit's like a fire inside of you. You have to, like, kindle it to keep it burning so that it can illuminate those words for you so that they, they'll make sense and they'll resonate with you. And if you don't understand it, you just pray for an understanding, you know? And that's how it works. So, anyways, I'm going to get some people on here with us and we're going to talk about some crazy interesting things. Here's some testimonies from ghost hunters. Here's some testimonies from ex-ghost hunters, ex-mediums, ex-reiki masters, uh, just so, like demonologists and just crazy crazy things that are going on in this world that we should all very much be aware of that we are going to be aware of in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'll see you later.